Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. And today's topic is about two of the, our favorite lifts that you can get. That's right. <laughs> While you're sewing. Not, not a facelift. <laughs> But I wouldn't mind having a facelift. Yeah, while that I'm would sewing. be fine. Or yeah. some, some kind a of butt lift. Some kind of lift. Yeah, like a boob lift. Any a belly lift. Yeah, whatever. I could lift. I need like just slit the top and pull everything up right now. Well, it's, you it's should just sleep falling. upside down. We should just. You I know. do hang upside down a lot. Yeah, yeah. I do. In your aerial yoga. But speaking of giving you a lift, did you lift your new chair today? Yes, I did. We have new chairs. Oh my gosh! I can't tell you guys. The podcasts you are know, probably going to sound better. If you ever hesitate to buy a specific piece of furniture for sewing or a chair for sewing because you need to be more comfortable, just do yourself a favor and do it. Yeah, get comfortable, everybody. Right. It makes a world of difference. Actually, it makes me smile more. I was just listening to another podcaster who said that he got feedback after his first few episodes that he should stand up while he podcasts. And I was like, uh... <laughs> Well, they, they, there is a theory about that in speech. And, oh, and sure. The, that if you stand up, like they used to tell you that even in business, stand up when you answer the phone. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I don't know. Who knows? We, we project I think I, I'm pretty okay sitting down. Yeah, keep, keep projecting, yeah. Mom. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Okay. So, uh, and then just a reminder before we get into it, sign up for our newsletter. It's uh, go to sewhere.com slash love note if you don't already get it because I let you know about super cool things in there. It's a little weekly update in case uh, our Facebook group or is a little too much for you, like if there's right. too much going on. Um, no, you really want the newsletter. And I let you know about sales right. and things like that. And there's also fun little, I call them per- I think, I think personal narratives. I think my chair squeaks a little bit like the, the faux leather. Made out of me. pleather yeah. or whatever. Pleather, yes. Okay, so the first lift we're going to talk about today is the thread lift. And I hesitated a little bit there because I love both of these things so much that I couldn't decide which one to talk about first. <laughs> we use these just about every day right. in our sewing. And when I say thread lift, uh, you want to help me describe this? Well, I think part of what we need to do is say that other people might call it a spool holder or something yeah. like that. A thread lift 
is basically it has a base, and the one we like is a round metal base, and the one the one we like is an industrial one. They do come in a home version. I would suggest that it's not worth the money. It, they're not heavy enough. Uh, they're not tall enough a lot of times. The industrial version is really what you would like to purchase. It's got a, I mean, this is like iron. It's like cast. I don't know. Get your magnet out. Iron. It feels like so iron. It's, it's, it's really cast heavy. metal. It's very heavy. When they it's come, certainly not aluminum. No, and when they come to me, they're apart. I have to right. hammer them together. Right. Uh, yeah, no, it's heavy. It, it right. will not fall over on you. Right. So it has a round base. Like so it has a round base, and, it, and it's usually painted. Um, and then in the middle of that round base, you have a tall, tall pin for your spool to sit on. And the base is big enough to accommodate the biggest thread I've ever had. And I've had some big, you know, industrial cones that I've used. Sure, sure. Yeah, big, big, like you can right. use a small spool or a gigantor cone. And in fact, right. it's in some, for some machines, this is the only way you can use a cone. Right. Right. And, and the other, right. The other thing is, is, you know, anything fits on it. Right. Basically. Then you have, um, to the side, you have a long vertical, what, pole, should we call it? Like, or, yeah. Yes. Another long, long vertical pole. And it'll have a, like a hook or a loop that you bring the thread up off the spool and you put it through that guide, that's that loop, on the, and then you go to your machine. And I'd say this is about 14 inches high or something like that. I think it's that? that high. At least a foot, Yeah. I think it's more than a foot because I have to pack these up all the time. Oh, and they, and they don't, don't fit. fit in the, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Twelve-inch box, right? <laughs> and, and what reason would you use these? And there's multiple reasons, right? Not only spool or cone size, but it might have to do with the type of thread you're using, or the type of machine you're using, or that you need another spool holder because you're using an extra thread, and the machine you have doesn't so have one. Let's start from. Let's pretend you don't have a thread lift, and you're like, "What the heck?" You you might want to look up a picture of it, and there should be one with this podcast, like on our website. Should you tell them how many? Like I usually have. Set sure, up. but let's let's <laughs> talk about how one would normally put thread okay. on their machine. All right. Most machines have some kind of spool pin. Somehow, it'll be a vertical one. It'll be a horizontal one. Uh, I have had people buy these when they have an, like some kind of old machine or hand-me-down, and the spool pin's been broken off. <laughs> That's true too. Well, and ideally, your machine nowadays, the more um, contemporary machines, will have a vertical and a horizontal spool pin because the vertical pin is for thread that is stacked, and the horizontal one should be for cross-wound thread. That's right. Now, you can use either type of thread with your thread lift because the thread goes vertical right, first. Right, because it's coming up and over. And right. this is a difference between what happens in your machine and what happens with the thread lift. Right. On your machine, it's a direct path from the spool Straight into your tension disc. That's correct. Okay, so basically there's going to be a thread guide or right. something, and then it's going to go into your tension disc. And you have your foot lifted, your presser foot lifted, so your tension discs are That's open. That's right, you threading. always <laughs> thread with that presser foot Episode up. one. Okay, uh, so <laughs> anyway, uh, you you have that uh, y that very direct path from spool to tension disc on a machine. But if you haven't thought about this before, when thread is wound onto a spool in the factory, it actually gets stretched out a little bit. Exactly. No matter what, no matter the fiber content, and then sometimes with certain it's on fiber, there tight. with certain fiber contents, it can get stretched 
more. Or, or with certain other elements like metallic threads. When they say metallic, it truly is metal. That is a thin little strip of metal. And some of them have mylar in them that some of your like slinky flat threads. So that's plastic. All of those actually, are, not only are they getting stretched, in a way they're getting bent. Yeah. So when you have something shiny like that, it can be made up of an actual metal or it can be made up of some kind of polyester that's been made to be shiny or, you know. But bottom line is it's a very far cry from what sewing machines were originally meant to sew with, that's right. right? You know, yeah, that's right. Uh, something like, you know, originally all of our threads were made from cotton, and then we have some, we like to use polyester nowadays, right. some very high quality polyesters, which still have the hand of like a natural fiber. Right. They're flexible, they're, they're right. soft. Um, but you get into those weird threads. We're all grateful that polyester has improved in my lifetime. That's right. Yes. But you get into these weird threads like metallic or like stretchy thread, right? Or, the, or a lot of times the decorative threads. Decorative threads. Are a combo. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. They'll, yeah, make they'll have the mylar and the poly together or the metal and the poly That's together. That's my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, what the thread lift does is it gives more distance between the spool and the tension disc, and it can allow us thread. all to. <sighs> relax. relax. I will always remember, Mom, like you talk about fibers relaxing in several different areas of sewing. Yes. You'll talk about it in like ironing and steaming. <sighs> yeah, you'll be like, let the fibers relax. And then you'll be like, oh, well, when you use a thread lift, it allows your fibers to relax <sighs> before I, they the, get to the tension disc. When I use a metallic <sighs> thread, I go to a thread lift. I don't even question it, whether it's on my serger, my sewing machine, or whether I'm sewing or embroidering or serging. So some machines have a little bit of a version of a thread lift. Right. Like like a serger often will have that, like, telescoping guide. Right. But the serger spool pins, like on our baby lock serger, they accommodate a, a cone of serger thread, and even when you take the cone holder off, they have that flare. So if you want to use something special, well, and they, that is and a they have adapters thread. for all that. Sure. I mean, I mean, any spool will fit on there basically, mm-hmm. unless it's too big, right? But the thread lifts right there, and you just pull it up behind you, and you go. Okay, so mom was like, "How many thread lifts do I have? We have one per machine, at least, at least, sometimes two, sitting back there, which and- means we have four to five minimum." And we just recorded a podcast on durable versus non-durable sewing notions. That's right. And I really feel silly that I I was the durable. I was the, you know, this sewing notion could last forever half of the podcast, and I didn't include a thread lift. So it's it's really (laughs) is an investment. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's not going to wear out on you. I mean, and these cost under $15. It's not going to wear out on you. And they last forever. I have had this fix people's sewing problems yes yes absolutely you used to throw out a stat that you were like oh this this reduces thread breakage by this much yeah yeah i had i used to i really used to have stats i used to um but yeah i think it was like 30 or 40 percent and i don't know where that's i I can't remember right i don't know where that's from i probably got it from you know who uh baby lock um doug 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 yeah yeah hey doug so I don't think we have, just in case you're right. like, what study are you and I be- Well, you know? I believe everything Doug says, so I got it from Doug. So we don't have an actual study, but 
it can help so much. If you have what what gets eliminated in this equation of a thread lift, what also gets eliminated is the spool cap. Right. On those horizontal right. spools. And and it like you said, it doesn't matter if it's stacked or, or, right. or round wound. Okay, stacked and round wound is the same way. Like so it looks even on the spool and it goes up and down, right? And then cross wound, you'll see you can see the X's, threads like, like crossing over in X's, right? Yeah, I think I think it looks But if you'll hear somebody say stacked or round wound, that's, that's the, the same, same thing. thing. Right. So you eliminate the spool cap in this situation. Uh, Which is also another thing because you don't have to look for those. You don't have to worry about it, you know. Well, the other place I use this is oftentimes in the serger, because I know baby lock sergers do this, and I can do all kinds of screwy things that I decide to do. I might put two different threads in one looper, right? And if I'm using a, um, you know. My other loop, so my two loopers already have a thread each in them, but right. I'm going to stick another looper, another thread in that upper looper, or maybe in both of my loopers. Or whatever. Because <laughs> I'm adding texture or color, what, you know, ever I feel like doing. I I do run out of spool pens. Yes, yes, you can run out of spool pens. I do run out of spool pens, and I want them to come directly into that feed that, that you know, Baby Luck has set up on right. that serger. So I've got it right there, right behind their um guide and yeah and i just want to say i i just want to finish my thought about the spool oh pin. i cut you I, off you, i know i surprising, cut you right? off oh. <laughs> the spool cap has anybody out there ever gotten their thread caught up in their spool cap if you're if you never have good for you it might happen one day but there are lots of different recommendations about this you know some people are like use a spool cap that's the the biggest and put it real snug to the thread. And what that's supposed to do is make your thread ride around that spool cap. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of that. Well, that's not really correct. I know. Yeah. I've seen it, though. Mm-hmm. And then right. so, and then we do. There's a little tiny spool cap that we love. Uh, and it fits kind of inside of a lot of spools. Yes, it so does. it's very low mm-hmm. profile. Great. Especially the little... Um, Cardboard spools. Yes, yeah. and and some of those small embroidery the small cones. small embroidery cones, right. So that's good, too. But this just, it just takes it out of the equation. Right. You so can't what, get it stuck. Since we brought this up, what yeah. spool cap are you supposed to use? You are supposed to use the spool cap that is closest to the end size of the end of your spool or smaller. That's what I think. Yep. No, that's what you're okay. supposed to do. I'm glad that's you how say it's that. made. Nope. That's, now, that's, not all machines come with different sizes. That you know? is what I have been taught by three different sewing machine manufacturers when I went to their training. That now, is what I've been taught. So this just takes that away. Still, though, sometimes on metallic threads, I'll just mention this before we uh, take our message break, right. I think. On on some metallic threads and on the MaxiLock stretch, which we are in love with, we use a thread net. And we still use that on our thread lift. Okay, so the thread lift can just stay behind your machine. It can stay next to your machine. It's very heavy. It's going to last forever. If you got one of these as a hand-me-down, it's okay to keep. It's okay. You can keep it. You don't <laughs> have to throw. And, you know, some some don't only have one pin on the bottom. You'll, they have, like, doubles. Yeah. And, and, you know, you might see a little bit different configuration or something. So we do. We really love this, though. And it can help a lot to reduce thread breakage. And, you know, we do sell these on our site. But a lot of dealers have these. A lot of, you know, sewing stores. But I would I'd get one with the metal base. You know what time it is, Mallory. Time for a message break. That's right. 
episode is brought to you by the Sew Here Box. For more information, go to sewhere.com slash B-O-X. So the first Sew Here Box was a an absolute success and uh, it happened right before Christmas in 2016 and we asked in the group if people would want a box of stuff curated by me and you and they got all excited. I know. Yeah. And I I started looking on the internet and looking at like the bark box and it didn't correlate very well because I was like, what are we going to put in this box? I didn't want to disappoint anybody. Well, and so it's a little different than some of the other boxes out there, right? So the Sew Here box is not a subscription. You don't have to like keep paying to get it. Right. We put one out quarterly in general, and it's got a theme. And we put together a bunch of, you know, fun things that go with the theme the that theme. have to do with sewing. And, but there's well, also, they're not fun. All just uh, yeah, fun. that's right. There. I mean, it's it's. I guess it's fun in the sense that it's a surprise or something you haven't used before, and something you probably are going to fall in love with and can't. So without. And then there's also fun branded exclusive materials. Yes. Like the infamous I am a sewing machine pin. Yes. And all of Mallory's pins are infamous. That's right. Highly coveted. And that pin was only available to Sew Here Box purchasers. That's right. So um, we've uh, so far put out the Sew Here Box uh, Indulge Edition. That was our first one. And then we did the dressmaker's delight, which I keep calling the dressmaker's dream. But it was the maybe we can have a dressmaker's later. dream. Yeah, later. you know, right. a year from now. Um, right. <laughs> and so the newest box is our stitching with knits box. So uh, you know, if you're listening to this in the past, don't worry. You can go or listening to it in the future. Right. In the past, <laughs> you can go to sewhere.com/box and you'll be directed to the most recent sew here box, or to sign up for our newsletter to get exclusive early announcements about when the next box is available and you can take a little piece of ZD's sewing studio home with you. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. All right, welcome back. Now we're going to talk about our other favorite lift. Besides the facelift. And the <laughs> I, eye lift. I am pregnant at the moment, and man, I just and a wish. a belly lift. I wish someone would just lift my belly. You need just like one of the, uh, like a little wheelbarrow thing. Carry like it around up for me. Yeah, don't you wish you could just set it off to the side for a while? And Sometimes. Maybe take it back, yeah. There are some magical times I feel like I wake up. And I don't feel you forget. very pregnant. Right. I'm like, this is nice for a second. You know, it, it just, you know, I've, I've been having a lot of pain. Anyway, so. Uh, <laughs> Soon, someday she won't be pregnant. We won't have to Sometimes, listen to this. Someday right. you won't have to hear me complain. Right. Okay, knee lift. Oh, man. 
Which is not when they surgically make your you knee higher. You've got <laughs> knee lift. What else is a knee lift I wonder called? if there is such a thing. Like, like people don't like the skin on their knees and they, they you know, I'm split sure. it and pull it up. Well, probably. Sure. If, you, if you have enough money, you can get anything lifted. There I are think. like calf implants. That's there are right. all sorts of things. I'm sure. A knee lift, or sometimes it'll be called like a freehand system or something like that, is a lever that... Pops into the front of your machine. That's correct. And you move your right knee. That's correct. Over to the right. Mm-hmm. You push it away to and the right. It mm-hmm. raises your presser foot. Yes. And I want to say, when you say, my grandma had this on her old singer, no, she did not. Okay? These were on industrial machines, and they were actually on another home machine for years. The thing that you had, that your grandmother had, that she pushed that that knee lever with, it it was um, pushing actually. <laughs> it was powering. It was powering the machine. her machine, and actually, if you would have looked at the setup and looked inside the cabinet, the power pedal was in there, and it was mounted in a sideways position, and that lever moved up against it to start the machine. So you didn't have to power your machine with your foot. You were powering it with your knee. So that was a knee-powered machine. Sort of, right, adaptation. It is not a knee lift. I used to always really impress people. They were like, I want to bring this machine in and convert it from knee power to foot power. And I was like, well, you just need a screwdriver <laughs> because your power <laughs> pedal on your wall. mounted to the side. And now that I, you know what I hadn't really thought about? Uh, but it's a little safer like you than know, being on the floor. Yeah, than being on the floor. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, now so many machines. You know, if you unplug the foot uh, pedal, pa- pedal, you you can show sure. with the button on but the front I'm of your machine. But I'm just thinking right? about how, like, I've accidentally right. pushed the foot pedal under something, or yeah. you know, when Gina pushed yeah. the foot pedal under. She used the... a whole spool of. Th- yeah, yeah. She she was surging while she was <laughs> vacuuming and didn't realize it. But yeah, but so so sometimes I feel like people are resistant to the knee lift because right. they say, "Oh no, do I like to do it with my foot." Now you know? I do have a statistic on this, and this says the statistic, and I can't quote my source because <laughs> I've been quoting the statistic forever that you sew thirty percent faster, and I have no doubt in that, and I think maybe it's even faster than that. I was going to say. And the reason that <laughs> yeah. I certainly always believe it, too, is if you look at any industrial machine, it has a knee lift. So what the knee lift does. Why? Because they want production. Yeah, they want it to be fast. Right. So what the knee lift does is it raises the presser foot. And opens the tension disc. And allows you to then use both of your hands right. to manipulate your fabric. That's right. You know the real miracle place that this exists is the ovation surger. Oh, I know. It's the only surger on the market that has the free hands uh, knee lift. Uh, and so I really like it that when I go to do my cover stitch mm-hmm. and I've turned up that hem right, and I've got it where I want it, that I can just boop, knee out to the right, slide that puppy under That's my right. raised presser foot, Bam, go to town. On the overlock portion of the machine, I don't use it as much because I don't raise my presser foot as often. 
you know, because I kind of send things through, and you like I don't. Well, I I have used it if I come to I've a junction. It. If I come to a junction where like there's four seams mm-hmm. meeting or something, and I feel like it needs you that need to raise bump your up, foot. right? Yeah. I'll, I'll use it there. I have, but I really. I really love it for that cover stitch for some reason. Well, I do know, and Mallory, I don't know if Mallory wants to embellish on this, but I have these little fits when I set it any machine that doesn't have a knee lift on it. I think maybe just for, uh, you know, to preserve your reputation, that's all we'll say. Oh, okay. okay. You know, we were just at Common Threads. They sent me at a Destiny. Yeah. And they didn't have the, the knee, lift, knee lift in. And I, ju- I just looked at the baby lock uh, person, monitor person, and I said, if you knew me, you would not sit me here. <laughs> and she immediately, like, opened the drawer, it pulled it out, and drawer. put it in. That's right. It was in That's the drawer. Right. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, mom would sit down. I get in a really bad mood. She gets it ticked off, okay? Well, it takes uh, away the way I sew. Absolutely. So when we really love to use the knee lift, think about like setting in a sleeve or sewing around any type of curve where you want to raise that presser That's foot. Right. There are... Oh, it's machine applique. Machine it's applique. It's like a given. You have to have it. So there is... Uh, Baby Lock has on some of their higher end machines something called a pivot function. Right. You can activate it. You press a button. And then... From from that time on, whenever you sew, when you stop, it will drop the needle down into the fabric and raise the presser foot. Right. And I've used that before, but I must admit that I enjoy the flexibility of deciding when, when I want the presser foot too. to come yeah. up. Now, I, I do sew, and I have my needle stop in the down position yeah, I, most of the time. I sew needle down. Yeah, but then, you know, you just move your knee, oh gosh, and you move your knee lift, and if you want to take out the tails and not use a thread cutter, you want you to take your fabric right. out, you know, and not use a thread cutter, you just bump that knee lift to the side, bring it out, bam, or if you have used a thread cutter, right? you've used the thread cutter, and then you bump the knee lift out and to the side, and, and you move you it, and it's, right. it's all gone, and the knee lift is just, it. I think it's indispensable. I do too. Um. I really love it. Now, it's like, why would I drive a car these days without power steering? Yes. Yes. You know, like, it didn't used to be essential, but all of a sudden, everybody started putting it on their machine, and we're all used to it, and it's made life so much better. The Jane, uh, the Baby Lock Jane has a knee lift. Yes. And that machine is a fast, it's a straight well, stitch that's sort of that's sort of an industrial crossover. Yeah, kind of like yeah. a semi-industrial mm-hmm. machine. Yeah, it's a vroom, vroom, vroom machine, and I love it. And you know what machine I wish that it had uh, a knee lift is the Baby Lock Sashiko. Oh, yeah. And then absolutely. I was, so I was in yes. class with Evie Hawkins. Yeah. She was teaching. I wasn't in class with her. I was I was in her class and I was like sitting next to somebody. This is at Baby Lock. And I said, you know, I just wish this had a knee lift. And this lady next to me goes, this machine doesn't need a knee lift. And I was like, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> uh, um, every, excuse me. You every, do not know what you're talking every about. Every machine right. needs a knee lift. Uh, it's a good um, thing I wasn't there. Yes. I might have jumped her. Yeah. You yeah. Might, I, I didn't actually respond like that, yeah. but in my brain, I was like, um, excuse you? Every well, machine see, in my brain, lift. I would be going, she doesn't know how she to sew. She doesn't understand. She doesn't even know how to sew. She doesn't this, understand. This that is she where we get the iTunes sew. review. Someone's like, they are so elitist. <laughs> I guess, I guess yeah, they are listening. They, you got that right. <laughs> so the We need to name a machine elite. Do we have one? I'm sure With there the is e. one. But yeah, when Baby Lock lets us design a sewing machine, it'll, it'll be, be called, called the elitist. elitist. <laughs> 
The I elitist. think it'll be called the elitist. <laughs> That's what it will be called. When when you use a knee lift, sometimes people, I think people have gotten a, a label put on the knee lift. Yes. They'll. Some people will come to me and say, I don't need a knee lift. I'm not a quilter. Ah. Or they'll come to me and say, I don't need a knee lift. I'm not a garment sewer. Right. I think it is totally useful for both well, applications. I have to tell you, I do not like to sew without it, and I sort of refuse most of the time to sew without it. Denise is somebody who messaged me, and she was she was in the throes of buying a baby lock yep. serger from not us, you know, from another dealer. She like lives in California. She goes, well, when we were dealers, we're yeah. not dealers now. Uh, I think we were still a dealer. Right, we were. And so she had an evolution and. She right. was getting sort of like excited about maybe trading up to the ovation, and she, you know she's asking me, should I do it? I don't know. And you know I try to give my best opinion. I'm like, well, you know, if you want to, like that's everybody's choice with a machine. Like if you, right. if you got the funds, you know, of course it can be great to have. And she she said, I don't think I need the knee lift because I'm not a quilter. And I was like, no, 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 no. Oh, I, no, I do, no, 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 I do no, no, so no. much garment sewing on the ovation, right. and I use the knee lift all the time. You right. know, so definitely. Definitely knee lift is, is going to be your big helper. And they'll, sometimes people will call it a third hand. So can you imagine that you're, you've got a big bulky, I don't care if it's a quilt or a wedding dress. Wedding dress. Wedding yes. dress. Oh you know? my, oh my. You've got both your hands on that project. If you can keep both your hands on your project, you are always at an advantage. And you want to pivot. That's or right. Or you want to move. Anything. Or you want to whatever. Right. And you can just bump your knee to the side to get that action. Right. And move and use both of your hands. Plus, if you have that bulk under there and your presser foot's That's right. Or if you're to changing, right or to sort of changing bulk. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That can be difficult just to get your hand in there. That's right. No, it's like having a, I don't know, like a remote control for your presser foot. Almost. There's no reason not to have it is what we're telling you. And I have had people say, I've had my machine for three years and I never used it. And I said, if you will come sit with me for 10 minutes. With your machine, I can convince you, and I have convinced a lot of people, I, a lot of people. We we used to be dealers, guys, and so I knew these people really well. And if they told me that they aren't used to their knee lift, right. I'd say, you bring that into your next class, and That's I'll right. make you use and it. They would, and they would thank us forever. I'd get a little drill sergeant on right. them. You right. know, I'd say, yeah. hey, 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 you know, right. don't you move that hand. You know, I'd say, use, use they your were, knee. Oh, okay, okay. They were forever grateful. <laughs> yes, They yes. really were. No, they had a good time. So yes. I know that we said we were only talking about thread lift and knee lift, but I think that you brought something up. Here you go. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I think you brought something up that we can talk about about because it's a quickie at the end of this to fill in a little bit and it's do you sew in needle down or needle up position now not all machines have this capability but but you know towards the mid higher end they all do and why do they or not why but why is it a convenience or not a convenience I don't know. I think that might be a lot to cover because I've got a lot of thoughts on this. Yeah. So there are certain aspects. Here, I'll run through them real yeah. quick. So normally I sew needle down. Right. With my more modern baby lock machines, I like to use the thread cutter. The cr- thread cutter is fast, okay, mm-hmm. on the on the more modern machines. They used to not be as fast. When you use the thread cutter, your needle goes up afterwards. Yes, it does. And then I go boom with my knee lift and I take my thing out, right. my, whatever I'm sewing out, okay? And then... On our Destiny, it has the multifunction foot control right. that you can tap right. to do that half a stitch. So I'll default like. to needle yeah. down, and then I'll tap to bring it up if I ever want to. That's right. Okay. 
my reason in the early days of could you choose needle up and yeah. down, I always chose needle down. And one reason was everybody out, uh, especially all of you young mothers, you always talk about, oh, time to sew. My kids distract me. Yeah, there all you this. go. And if I had to stop sewing and needle down was I had made my choice, it was right where I was. And I came back to it, and that needle was still in that fabric. And that's why I liked needle down. And or then, of course, there's pivoting. And you got to make it. Well, right. No matter what reason. Pivoting, what, yeah. No matter mm-hmm. what reason that you would get. You know, mm-hmm. I would sew even when all of you were still in school, but I would have to put a, set an alarm so I would get up and go pick people up from right, school or right, whatever, you know, right. and I would have to stop, and I knew right where I was. Absolutely. And that, that was my event. And, you know, I worked with Deirdre for years, and she sewed with needle up. That's right. That's what she liked. So it's it's a preference. Sure, but something that I think that, you know, every everyone who's ever tried one can agree on is that the knee lift, you know, don't you right. think? I think Absolutely. everybody has really given a shot. Now, there are some people have said, I have a fragile hip. Yes. Like, or something like that. I actually, um, what tendon is that that goes from your knee to your, your, eye, your IT band? IT band. I actually bruised my IT band one time using it because I made like 44 garments in a weekend, you know, for a show choir thing. And I had to put a pad on my. Yeah, you made now, a pad. I, I, yeah, and in a commercial setting they do have a big round disc that's padded that is on that right right but i actually wound up with my it band being sore because i hit that sucker some repetitive motion injuries and so just before one thing to end on different knee lifts look different yeah, they look a little uh, bit on, different. On right. machines, even within a brand. Okay, well, uh, thank you all for listening. I think that's all we have, but we love these lifts, thread lift and knee lift. And if you get to try one out, you know, at your store or something like that, or if you've never tried a knee lift, have someone show it or to if you. if you're making a choice where the machine has it or not and you need it, my suggestion is go for it. And if you have any questions, you can always email us. You'll get me at Mallory at SewHere.com. And our Instagram is ZD Sewing Studio. And, uh, yeah, there's all sorts of ways to get a hold of us. You can join the Self-Sewn Wardrobe Facebook group, right? Facebook, the Self-Sewn Wardrobe. Yeah, there you go. Didn't I do a good job naming that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for listening. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Oh,